Welcome back to your daily dose with Bob and Nick. It's Bob. This is our first podcast of 2022. We wish you and your humans a year full of everything you love. Happy New Year. Facing a new year means facing the unknown and often the unexpected. Today's episode is about facing down and responding to the unexpected. Listen in as Nick and I talk about how he had to change gears when he learned the core premise for an article he was writing was not exactly accurate. It's an episode about change and about truth. Enjoy. Starting a story, you know, and, and whether this is like a, you know, you're reporting on a story, it's yeah. a true story, you're doing it journalism wise, or you're just making up a story, um, sometimes doesn't go in the direction you expect it. Mm-hmm. And so I had that this week with, uh, or the last couple of weeks with juices. Juices? Yeah. So I wanted to do a story for the community paper about, I, I realized that, you know, we tend to write about the places that are in our coverage area. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I, I mean, that makes sense because yeah. your readers are from there, right? Yeah. And so there are three places in our coverage area that do juice cleanses. And I'm like, oh. Okay, so can you just tell me real quickly, yeah, what is so a juice I, cleanse? And so I started learning about it. So I put yeah. out on like a foodie forum for uh, on Facebook for Orlando about, hey, what are some of the other places? Because I'd like to eventually put together an entire compilation. But this is with me not knowing much about juice cleanses. Never done one. Um, but the idea is that you just consume juice for a certain amount of time. You can do it for a day, mm. three days, five days, even longer. Mm. And Is so, that healthy? I mean, as it turns out, it does not appear to be. Oh, no. (laughs) And there are a lot of gimmicky diets around it. Um, So there's something called the Master Cleanse, which is this book that was written in the 70s, which has come back a couple of times. It sounds like S&M. And it is not good. It is the one with water, lemon juice, um, maple syrup, and cayenne pepper. And this guy who wrote the book made all sorts of claims about what it could do as far as like moving toxins out of your body and hey if you just get hungry that means those that's just a side symptom of the toxins leaving your body or you feel sick wow. those are the toxins and it's like no you are literally killing people it's quackery probably wow. that way and then at the end of it you know if you're doing it as a weight loss thing which is what it was kind of put out there for um and like listen jello molds were really big in the 70s too that doesn't mean they're good <laughs> But uh, you just gain the weight back. Yeah. It's a yo-yo diet, right? Like you're going to consume calories after not consuming calories. So having said all that, that's like an extreme. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of these places say, you know, you do a juice cleanse and you kind of reset. And, you know, there's claims from, uh, you know, it it resets your sugar intake. It resets your appetite and stuff like that. And some diets do that. I don't know if a juice cleanse can actually do that. Some claim like it can cure a lot of things. I, I'm wary of that. It's like noni juice and different no. Shackley products to make those claims as well. Right. And I, you know, I look at it too, like there's something to the vitamins, but if you're consuming all those vitamins at once, it's just going to pass through your system. It's yeah. like taking vitamins. Yeah. Expensive urine. Yeah. And so uh, I actually switched the story up instead of talking to the owners of these juices about cleanses and, you know, focusing on them. I'm talking to some registered nutritionists about it. And so I'm like, okay, when is the right time? How often should you drink a juice? Like, what does it actually do for you? I love your flexibility in in creating that story because you had to go in with an open mind to be able to change the angle and the perspective from what you're telling the story, right? So you didn't go in with such a, a love affair with your theory that you were blinded to the truth. 
Well, or that I had this deadline and I had to hit it, <laughs> right? Because I'm like, I got to, I got to fill 500 words. So yeah. let me just write about juice cleanses based on the claims that the owners of the juice places are making. Right. And I, I've met a lot of those people, and they're all awesome. Yeah. Um, but I think that you know, it's it's a little bit of. Uh, you kind of see that you see maybe some science based on it. You have your own internal biases. So if you see an article about it, you don't necessarily even look to see where the article is coming from. And it seems healthier. Like I drink a juice and I have energy afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Like in a different way than coffee. Well, it's sugar infused into your system. Oh, and that's it's what I'm wondering. Dose, that's literally one yeah. of the questions I'm going to ask them. Is it just like, is this just a sugar rush or a psychosomatic reaction? Hey, right? it, like, it might be. I'm drinking juice, therefore I have clean energy. Yeah, yeah. Right? I, always, I used to refer to drinking orange juice as drinking uh, liquid sunshine. Yeah. And, cause, and it made me feel good while I was drinking yeah. it because now I'm like, I'm taking it right from the source. And I think, obviously, juices are good, but I don't know that they replace and take care of all the nutrients that we need. I don't think so. I was always curious because I had heard about people, and I'm talking about juice and like fruits and vegetables, you yeah. know, and, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. And Guess what? It might increase the amount of vegetable intake in my life if I could find a, a vegetable juice that I like the taste of. Uh, but that's a challenge unto itself. I mean, I was doing a smoothie a day for a long time um, when I was uh, working out five, six days a week. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that because I liked the flavor out of it. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. necessarily like, it was a meal replacement in the sense that I did it in the morning. Yeah. But I also typically don't eat a lot of breakfast anyway. You don't? No. Oh, see, I'm a like big a fan of breakfast. Bowl of cereal, maybe. Like if yeah. I'm at a place with omelets or a breakfast bar, yeah. I'm eating a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but that it's a selective thing. It's not like your habit. No, that's it. Okay, so I had a question for you. Um, based on you mentioned, you know, coming up with 500 words uh, for an article. Yeah. Uh, I used to find it very difficult to reel in what I was writing about to 500 words. It's tough. Yeah, yeah so I do have a you problem do have with difficulty that. With so that. Okay. a couple of things now, of course, with the internet, it's a little bit easier. You could do a longer version. Yeah. So I normally write what I think it takes to tell the story. And then if it's over the 500 words to fit in the print piece, I'll cut it back, but say, hey, can we keep this in? That's kind of satisfying version. then. So you get to kind of eat your cake and have it too. Yeah. You know, because you get to edit, edit it down to what works for the paper. But see, when I used to write for Create Magazine, I was lucky enough to have 1,500 words, which was a joy. And still, even with that much, I had trouble. I'm like, oh, sure. Oh, coming in at 2,000, you're going to have yeah. to kill your babies and take all, that many words out of your formula. But uh, I mean, it's also good because it does force you to make it more concise. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. You think it's a, not necessarily a clever turn of phrase, but you go a long way to explain something. And then if you realize you're over words, you're like, okay, do I really need that much lead in to mm -hmm. this concept? Right on. I think of Maya Angelou, who I think has incredible efficiency of words. She says so much by saying so little that it really impresses me. And she reminds me of the value of each word that we choose. And if we choose the right word, it can replace five other words or a whole sentence or maybe even a paragraph, you yeah. know, just choosing that, that word. So I, I feel like there's some real value to that, but I find it difficult to, especially when, if I've unleashed myself to begin with, and that's typically how I do it. I'm just writing all that I think, all that I've researched, I'm laying it out. I'm like, I can edit it out. And yeah. then it's like, Oh no, I have to edit it out. It's, it's hard. You know, I, I use the term killing your babies because someone had said that to me, that editing your fine words is like having to kill your babies. Yeah, kill your darlings. It's, yeah. a, it's a big thing in writing or any creative, okay. really. Like, you know, you're, you 
love this idea. Yeah. Uh, and you think it's the best concept ever. And other people look at it and go, well, maybe not so much. <laughs> maybe it's not. Maybe you don't need this character at all. Oh, you know, right. Sort of... Hey, it's me. I'm Nick. Thanks for listening. It's funny that Bob and I seem to have trouble with word count when it comes to writing, but we don't seem to have a problem doing a short podcast five days a week. Whether you're creating content for print or audio, video, or even just a tweet, do your research and remember to question your own biases in putting together your story. Have a great day.